What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched all of the nominations for the Oscars 2022 live-action short films. Did I get all of that? I think you did. I think you said all the right things. Hard to say. Yeah. The nominated films for the 2022 Oscars for Best Short Live Action. Yeah. And I think there were five Kevin wrote down. There were five. There were five (laughs) nominees. Which ones we watched. We watched So he can go through and say... The what title did you think of these? And <laughs> what it was about, and that will help our me- our listeners imagine what yeah. happened, and it will help remind me of what happened. And these are, of course, our first impressions, spoiler heavy. Um, so, yeah, and maybe we'll decide who should win by the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should say the caveat, I don't generally enjoy short films. I also don't enjoy short stories. Uh-huh. Um, I want my stories to go on forever. So, <laughs> I'm so happy I just found the Timur series of books by name. Because there's Udovic, nine of them. Because there's nine of them. I can read them all and be in this world for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but that I don't think short stories or short vil- films as a genre are bad. I, I understand their strengths and what makes a good one. Uh, this just, is funny because, as a caveat to like open the podcast with. <laughs> I'm just saying if, if it, I don't think, think I'll let that bias through, but if you're listening and you're like, oh, she just doesn't like any of these films, what's mm-hmm. happening, then um, yeah. well, did, that did, unconscious did, bias may be coming Did through. you like any of these films? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I imagine them, what if this was extended into a full-length film or a TV series? <laughs> Which is the wrong way to approach a short film, because that's not what they're doing. No, it's not what they're doing. But they're that's telling... what I imagine. I mean, one of these I definitely could see, like, turning into a full length um, fairly easily. I don't think it should, but it felt like um, they almost wanted it to be, uh, which is not a point in its favor. <laughs> No, well, I mean, sometimes short films do get yes. extended into absolutely, movies. and sometimes they turn out really well. Yeah. Uh, Whiplash is a classic example where it was a short film first and then got expanded and was real good. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Lights Out, which is a horror movie about a evil thing that's only in the dark. Anyway, the first one we watched, Amy, so you remember, was Evalu. I, that one did stuck with me. Okay. It's stick. What did you think of it? I, this was one of my favorites, I think. Okay. Because it, well, tell the audience what it was about. Um, it is set in, it, so it, it is a film from Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was set in a village of, um, people and focuses in particular on a pair of, I believe, indigenous sisters, um, 
one of whom goes missing, the older of the two, Evalu, and the younger, who goes looking for her and follows a raven through all of the various places they used to go together trying to find her sister. Um, and as the film goes on, um, it is revealed, although I definitely saw it coming a mile away, that um, the older sister had been abused by her father. Yeah. Um, and that led to her leaving, and we find out probably um, committing suicide. Yeah. Um, so that's the story of it. But what was the experience of it? Um, it's very simply told. There's not a lot of words. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like the story structure was a bit repetitive. Like, Evalu, are you here? Uh-huh. This is what this place meant to us. And she's not here. She's not there. Go to so another go to place. place. <laughs> Evalu, are you here? And this is what this place mm-hmm. meant to us. Um, and... Sometimes she'll find little items of, that are evolus mm-hmm. in these um, places, and it was not a novel story. It was not a novel story, but I like the way that it was told. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I I found it. I think the most visually interesting of yes. any of them. Yeah, um, it was shot. With lots of very big wide shots and landscapes and seeing the place that it was in, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was was visually arresting as far as those sorts of things go. Um, the thing I, I wrote down in the notes when I got, we got to the credits and I was like, based on a graphic novel, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that feels why, right. That's why all the <laughs> visuals... It's like, yeah, that makes sense. This feels like it was based on a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you could feel that influence on it. Um, yeah. Uh, I will point out, we, did, we will say it eventually, but I thought it was interesting that uh, none of these films were from the U.S. I did think that was very interesting. And only one of them was in English, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I felt... Much the same, I think, of Evilu. I think it's in my top three. I don't know if that says a lot out of five. five. <laughs> but um, I liked looking at it. Mm-hmm. The It wasn't even really a plot twist. Like I feel like you can't have a plot twist in something this short where you're spending you know 15 minutes experiencing it. Um, but the reveal of what had happened to her sister... Did not feel shocking, but I don't know that it was meant to. I think the scene itself was meant to be very shocking, which was disappointing. Um, and we'll get into I felt there was a theme across many of these films, mm. um, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, what else did you think about it? Any other thoughts? Uh, I mean, it just made me think about the missing and murdered indigenous women mm-hmm. of North America. Yeah. Well, you've been watching, is it Alaska Daily? Alaska? Yeah, it deals with that. Um, and another TV show I recently watched called Three Pines mm-hmm. also deals mm-hmm. with it, um, which are the first time in like 
kind of mainstream media I seen it brought up. Yeah. Um, my mom watched those and was like, I had no idea that this was a, even a problem. Why aren't more people talking about it? And I <laughs> that's was like, a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's why representation matters. <laughs> why aren't more people talking about it? Yeah. Um, so I don't, and I don't know the stories of the indigenous of kind of the, of North Europe. Mm -hmm. I vaguely know they exist and there was some controversy around, um, Frozen, Frozen 2. Yes. Talking about indigenous Mm -hmm. people and not doing it well. Or respectfully. Um, and... I, that is something we do not think about in the U.S. at all, uh-huh. that there could be indigenous people in other, other places. Other places. <laughs> I mean, I guess we think in terms of like Australia uh-huh. um, and New yeah, Zealand, original... places that were colonies. Yes. You, you don't think of like Norway and Denmark as a colony of another northern place. Europe. Yeah. But there are still... Indigenous populations that, mm-hmm. that that existed before the white people. Yeah. Um, so, in some ways, that fits with it not being a shocking reveal because mm-hmm. it's probably a common. And that sounds very like <laughs> callous, <heartless>, callous. <laughs> yeah, callous way of saying it. But perhaps the. I mean, it, it felt. It felt a little cheap to me, Mm -hmm. if anything. Mm -hmm. Um, As you said, it was not a novel story. Um, Novel as in, like, new or interesting, not, like, length of a novel. (laughs) Although it also wasn't that. But, yeah, I just... I don't know that it did anything interesting with it either. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell non-original stories in interesting ways... That brings something new to them, and I don't know that this did that. But it looked pretty. I like that. It did. Anything else you want to say before we go to the next one? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> you know what the next movie we watched was? Um... you remember? It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Uh, tell me what country it was from. Norway. Oh, the train one. Yeah, Night Ride. Yeah, this one wasn't one of my favorites. Oh, really? When, I thought oh. this one was cute. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, a um, woman accidentally steals a tram on Christmas? It was in Christmas time yeah. in Norway late at night. And then. Maybe ex- not late at night because. I guess, it's yeah. So it dark. could have been two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's it so dark. Unclear. Um, and then accidentally gets. Well, she accidentally steals the tram, which was funny. I thought that was the funniest part as a premise of a, of a short film. Oops, I stole this, and now I'm going to drive it around like <laughs> it's a real tram. <laughs> it is a real tram, but everyone just thought she was, you know, like, running it. Um, 
And then she kind of makes eyes at a young woman um, who then gets harassed by a guy. And then it turns out the young woman is trans Mm -hmm. and a hate crime starts. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't want to get involved, the woman who stole the tram. And then she does get involved the end. (laughs) Um, This felt to me, and you can tell me why you didn't like it, but this felt to me like... A story that well fit the format of a short film. Mm -hmm. In that it is a moment, it is not necessarily in real time, but it is small in scope while fitting the story it had. Um, To get Aristotelian, it is of a certain length that matches the story itself, (laughs) neither too long nor too short. I don't think you could have gone on literally any longer with it um and the resolution is very pat and dry um i don't even want to call it like a fable it's just a cute little story Mm -hmm. um and that's all it was and it was i didn't want it to be anything more than that Mm -hmm. necessarily so i liked that about it um, that and the the actress who who played the thief, I thought did a lot of really interesting work with her face and emotion and relatively little dialogue compared to some of the other people. What did you think? Maybe I'll have to watch it again. I think I got really nervous when she stole the tram. Yeah, I don't know why that was like an outsized um, emotional reaction <laughs> to what was going on. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't think that the story was really original with, like, the hate crime. Yeah, that's place. fair. It was not. Which doesn't diminish the severity of that happening. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so it didn't... I think what, what was novel or new about it for me was we often I think when we see this sort of a narrative we see the aggressor and the attacked and this was very much seeing it through the eyes of the bystander and like I'm not sure how to deal with this thing that I know is wrong is happening Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do about that um not that we should center bystanders in these stories, but I thought that was that created a different sense of tension that didn't feel like it was just centering the story on this woman being hate crimed, <laughs> um, which was to its benefit. It wasn't. It wasn't that sort of like. I feel like a lot of times when I see these stories, they are reveling in the pain in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. that that can almost be, like, re-harmful. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So by shifting it away from just focusing on this one woman's pain to... You know, acknowledging that, but also being able to see it from a different perspective, I think was helpful mm-hmm. in that sense. But yeah, I think this was my favorite of all of them. So <laughs> I will say too, 
I was waiting for it to end so I could go get some more popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, you know, a really legitimate way of uh, doing film criticism. So that may have also... I don't know if I could say which one was my favorite. That's okay. You don't have to say which was your favorite. We don't actually have to rank them. You just have to pick a winner at the end. Who do I think will win? Which doesn't necessarily mean the one that I think was best. No, I I don't think uh, Night Ride will win, despite I think being my favorite. Um, it was cute. I like I like short films that are comedies more than I like short films that are dramas. Mm-hmm. I think because. <sighs> Packing a deep emotional punch into a short film feels cheap, whereas packing a couple of jokes into a short film mm-hmm. feels fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it feels less manipulative almost, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Because um, I do think Evolu was manipulative. A nipul- a manipulative. Yeah. And that's not to say, like, yes, it was meant to make you feel things, but because of course it was. But it was relying on a lot of heavy shorthand to do that, rather than strong storytelling or interesting acting. And this was manipulative, too. Like, I felt the the tension. I felt the awkwardness of the driver mm-hmm. um, and the, the fear. So it was manipulative, too. But when you're willing to have some jokes in it, it softens that blow a little for me. I don't know. All right, do you remember the one you watched after you got more popcorn? Was that the school children? It was the school children. One that was Italian. It was Italian. Produced, Les Pupilles. Produced by Disney? It was produced by Alfonso Cuaron and bought by Disney. Ah, I looked okay. it up later. Okay. <laughs> it was directed by uh, Alice Rohrwalker. We should have said the names of the other people. Uh, Evolu was directed by Anders Walter and Rebecca Prusan. And Night Ride was Eric Tveten and Gottlid Larsen. There, I've said all the credits. Um, yes, Les Pupils, pupil, the pupils. This one was definitely a complete one. Like, it couldn't it couldn't have gone longer. Any longer. Yes, I agree. I agree. Although it was the longest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was pushing the upper limit of the 40-minute limit that the short yeah, film category Yeah, I can't has. quite say what it's about. It's an orphanage. It's during World War One, I, I think. Um, it was during a war. I couldn't tell which one either. Um, and... Uh, it was... Seemed to be based on something, but I couldn't tell because they... The story was telling you it was based on, like, a note between two people. Yes, like a letter that was written between friends. And, um, which didn't help me understand, (laughs) like, why this story being told or, or if the, if it was trying to do it in the style that the note had, because it was very stylistic with the the shots of the children singing yes. in like a extra diegetic. <laughs> um, it's a good word, Amy. Ton. Extra diegetic. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't part of the story. It was like on uh-huh. top of the story and the, the 
close-ups on their faces, the eyeballs moving. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I didn't know if it was, if those were comments on, like, the way this letter (laughs) was childlike or, um, you know, shifting directions really quickly. Mm -hmm. Or if that was just a filmic choice to, um... I guess I just didn't get the quite get this one. How I didn't fit, get this one. How it all fit together. I thought this one was the weirdest of all of them. Yeah. Um, I... If it was trying to say something, I don't know that it succeeded. Yeah, I didn't know what I was trying to say. I didn't know who to focus on. Yeah. I didn't know what style it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with all of those things. A lot of it was just me going, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird. Um, some of it was like, oh, the things that are happening in this story are weird. But also the filmic choices that we're having are very weird. Um, like the the child chorus made up of the orphans that are in the the orphanage. I guess it was an orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um and that's happening. And then also, there's this like pageant they're putting on because it's Not Christmas like a Eve, scene. where they all have to like put on weird things and then like hang on this. Yeah, the sculpture. hanging. They're just hanging <laughs> in midair. And then people come and ask for blessings and give donations, and then the the orphans say the name of the person they're asking the blessing for, mm. which is weird. And then this relatively rich lady comes in with the fancy cake um i don't know the whole thing was just structured weird and there's also the plot about uh seraphina who's the nicest of the little girls and trying to be obedient but then she's told she's bad and so she becomes bad i don't know i don't know amy this was a weird one this was a weird one Weirdly, I think this was the one that's going to win. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, it does have Quran behind it. It's got so. Quran. It's got Disney. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a there's an FYC, a four-year consideration out there for this one. I, yeah. I bet. It's got money behind it. Um, which is the only reason I think it would win. Like, I, none of these, I should just say at this point, like, wowed me as far as, like, film of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we know Oscars, all awards are just bogus anyway. Um, but I was overall fairly disappointed with all of them as far as, like, great film. Because usually when we watch, like, the Best Picture nominees, I can go like, okay, I can see why that got nominated. Not in every Best Picture Not in every one. We, we have not... And, Probably will not win anytime soon. Watch Avatar or Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> I think those were were strange choices. Um, but none of these even had like the the sort of like populist reasons that Avatar or Top Gun would get nominated because like. Well, short films aren't something like the public sees. I know like, film aficionados. People in the film industry yeah. make it and show it to themselves. Yeah, and there's festivals and things like that. Yeah. Um, all of which, like, 
made me hope that maybe they'd be more interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> or more impressive. Like this is where you would get the the like more out there sort of things or the more challenging or interesting. Um, and none of these were particularly challenging or interesting. Um, it was a between Le Plupiel and Red Suitcase uh, that I I had the question. Are all of these going to be about like sad women? <laughs> like I feel I didn't like catch that. Yeah, I feel like are all of these just going to be about like sad women and women in peril? And I was thinking that, and then Red Suitcase happened. Yeah, <laughs> and you were like, "Yeah, I was right. I was right." This is the one where I was like, "Oh, this could be a film." Yes, or a TV show. I think so. absolutely it could be a film or a TV show. I think you're right in that. Um, I think this was the most visually interesting, like even putting it up against Evilu. Um, I think it did more interesting things with filming and framing and and space, whereas Evilu was a lot of like, look at this pretty place, look mm-hmm. at this pretty place. Yeah, the story in Red Suitcase was told almost entirely with no dialogue. Yes. Yeah, you get little, you get like a... So some of the, you yeah. get visual snippets that are put, helping you put a story together mm-hmm. in your in your head. And I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so it's about a young um, woman from I- Iran, I believe. I believe. Who's getting off a plane? She has a small red suitcase, mm-hmm. um, and she seems really hesitant about coming through customs or coming out of the out of the terminal, of the yeah. Airport. Um, and there's a bit of a mystery about it at first, and she gets stopped by customs, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh no!" Um, and kind of through all these little clues, you find out she's been. Basically sold into marriage mm-hmm. to a much older mm-hmm. guy, and she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And she takes off her hijab to mm-hmm. try to hide herself, mm-hmm. um, and tries to escape. Yeah, him. Uh, and it's very tense. Yeah. Um. Although it again fits the theme of this series of like women in trouble (laughs) i was very intrigued um and i wasn't satisfied with the ending because i wanted to know more yeah um i mean sometimes things end open-ended and they don't and you don't know know what's going to happen and and i'm okay with it like Uh i'm like i'm okay with this Mm -hmm. this ending but this one i wanted to know more about what's going to happen to her yeah i i think that's fair i think I understand why it ended where it did mm-hmm. from the standpoint of like, hey, we're filming on a single location and probably on a super tight budget. But also, like, we see her giving up so much to escape. Mm-hmm. And I think we get the full story of like, no, she really will give up everything. And we, even though we know it's not going to be easy going forward, you know, after the end of it, it's both sad and hopeful 
um, in that that strange sort of way. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do worry about her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One other thing that I thought was really awesome on this one, um, at the end... um, so the whole thing takes place in and around an airport terminal and then a bus outside the airport. And as the bus pulls away, like the final shot is of this advertisement for like shampoo. Mm-hmm. And it does this sort of slow zoom in on this pretty white woman's face um, in the advertisement who's sort of like the longer you look at her, the more... Like she has a bizarre expression on her Like the more like face. scared she seems. Yeah. Um, and then underneath it, in a very subtle thing that was a, like, I feel like it had to be intentional, um, backwards on the window we were looking through, it said, your getaway. Mm. Um, which was like, I guess, part of the slogan for the tourism board of Luxembourg, because we were in the Luxembourg airport. Um, Luxembourg's a country, they probably have more than one airport. But, um, it was a very impactful final image if nothing else Mm. in a way that is sort of ambiguous about what where we are going from here and what is your getaway and Mm. all of that sort of stuff i really appreciated that for a short film where we're not going to get to know anything more about what's going on yeah i would say i thought that one was the most interesting Mm -hmm. yeah of any of them i think red suitcase probably should win Mm the best picture live action thing and then we had our last one uh, and the first one in english from ireland from ireland remember the name nope irish goodbye Uh... um an irish goodbye which is um not a great title what is an irish goodbye an irish goodbye is when you leave a party without saying goodbye to anyone you just walk out okay which that doesn't fit this film. It doesn't fit this film at all. And I wonder, like, is an Irish goodbye a thing in Ireland? Like, do they call it that? <laughs> like, does that joke even work to someone in Ireland? I don't know. Um, this one. Uh, so it's about a pair of brothers who just lost their mother. Um, one of whom has Down syndrome. Uh, and wants to keep the farm he grew up on. The other brother has gone to London, has come back for the funeral, and wants to send his brother off to their aunt to be mm-hmm. taken care of, even though he doesn't really need anybody to take care of him. And they find the mother's bucket list, and then they do all the things on the bucket list, and a funny montage happens, and they grow closer together through difficult times. Mm-hmm. And it was cute and treacly and boring. <laughs> this is my favorite story. Fair. That's fair. Because I'm a sucker for two estranged people to mm-hmm. come together through some common like grief. Yeah, or I could absolutely see. This is the one I could absolutely see being a full-length fi- film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah. set up for a full-length film. Yeah. Like, oh, we've proven our point here, now let's make the full version. Yeah. Yeah, and take more time with the mm-hmm. different things on the bucket list. And spoilers, yeah. the one brother wrote the bucket list. Yeah, he lied to his brother to get him to stick around. Yeah. Um, and they grew closer together because of it. Um, and it was it was absolutely cute and silly. And I liked it, 
but also like so much work was being done off screen for the storytelling that it was like, yeah, this needs to be a full length film rather than a short. I was actually kind of ashamed that this is the story I liked best because it was so cookie cutter. It was very cookie cutter. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm just in in a mood right now where I need like some cookie cutter Mm -hmm. feel good stuff. Yeah, that's okay. In my life. I um wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say it's the it should win. Mm-hmm. But I also could very well see it winning because I think the Academy likes stories of people of difference mm-hmm. coming together to share a common goal. Yeah. That's certainly true. I don't know. I don't know, like, I've, I've never paid attention to the short film awards very much. This is the first time I've actually sat down and watched all of them. So, I don't know if they have a trend in, like, picking winners. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, no well, it's just all, it was only because we had the opportunity that our local independent yeah. movie theater was doing screenings of all the short mm-hmm. nominations. And we just saw the live action. Yeah. They also had the animation documentary. Yeah. Um which we just picked one to pick one. Um, and you can go online if you listen to this soon. Shorts.tv has lists of where all of them are playing. Mm. That's the organization putting on the like theater experiences for them. I don't know. I looked it up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Amy, nice. what's going to win? I don't know, because I don't really know what the politics of the Academy are these days. I don't either. So, um, I could see the one with Quran and Disney behind it mm-hmm. winning because, um, which would be, f- I would be fine if that one yeah. won. Um, even though I, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it either. <laughs> I think, I, and I don't think that was the point. <laughs> Sometimes you have art that you're not supposed to get. Like, it just has to exist. Um, um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What do you want to win? Ooh. Um. I think. I think the red suitcase because it was most intriguing. Mm-hmm. It did a lot of um, filmic storytelling. Um, it left a lot of questions. Um, that's that's what I got. Okay, I agree. I probably think the red suitcase should win, and I do think le pupil. I'm not saying it well. The pupils. If it's Italian, it would be pupile, wouldn't it? Or those are the pupile. I don't know. It's I don't... the same pronun- same letter pronunciations as in Spanish. Is it in Italian? I don't know that. Well, in that case, le pupile. 
Oh, there's, it's a double L, so le poupier. I don't, they don't have a double L in <laughs> Spanish. Uh, in uh, I mean, in Italian, sorry. Yeah. I think it's weird. I'm looking at the list on the Oscronoms. Like, all of them have their names translated to English except for Le Poupier. Poupile. Poop. Um, I mean, Evolu is somebody's name, but Night Ride and the Red Suitcase both had their names translated from what we saw on screen. We would see their full name and then the translation. And Irish Goodbye was in English. So, you know. But I wonder what the politics of, like, when do you change the name to not in your official nomination list. Those are my thoughts. Cool. Did you like the popcorn? Yeah, it was so much fun to get popcorn. <laughs> and I didn't have to miss anything because I went during the credits. Yeah, you went between the two. The short films. <laughs> so I didn't miss any of the film itself. Yeah, you just got to experience all of them. Yeah. More popcorn breaks in movies, please. <laughs> yeah, can we make that a thing? We all know why I'm there. Yeah, the popcorn. <laughs> I'm really there for the popcorn. Yeah. I'll say the lady in front of us had me laughing a few times as she explained the movie to her son. I, that was another thing. Not only were we the youngest people in the theater, there was no one under 65. Other than us in that theater. <laughs> and it really surprised me because I thought in like such a young, a hip city as in Asheville that there would be film aficionados yeah. who would want to come Maybe they see. went to the 8 o'clock show. I don't know. Maybe they went to a different show. Maybe they all have kids and they yeah. can't go see films now. Um, but it was a much, much older Yes. Crew. Which surprised me. I mean, it wasn't a huge theater or huge audience, but still. Yeah. But this one guy, he brought in his very elderly mother, mm-hmm. and she just made comments and asked questions yeah. throughout the film. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it made me think that they should have, like, an elderly viewing hour, so uh-huh. all the elderly customers can come in and ask their questions and make their comments. That's fair. Together. I mean, they do that for other types of uh, well, yeah. movie-watching experiences. Right, like, like <laughs> your sensory ones, mm-hmm. where they keep the lights up and the sound a little down. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I dig it. More accessible movie theater experiences. Oh. <laughs> but her son was just kept going, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should, you should answer her questions. Help her understand. It's fine. Uh, yeah. You want to tell them about our Patreon? Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees. Um, take support on a per episode basis. You can put a monthly cap on the number of episodes you support in a month. You get two perks for being a patron. One is you get a list of movies we didn't watch, because Kevin usually gives me a list of five and I pick one. This particular week... We watched five. We watched five. I gave you a pick of one, and we watched five. Yeah. Um, and your other perk is you get the super-duper unedited version of the recording from the moment the mic is turned on to the moment it is turned off. And this helps uh, just offset the costs of hosting and, and equipment and whatnot and going to see things. And we thank you for listening. We do it for fun 
and hope you and have a little fun and enjoy it too. Did I get everything? Yeah, I think it's all the things. Okay. Cool. Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. <laughs>